0: Hi, this is coach Don Nealon and you're watching the Ryan and Rush show. Please subscribe And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush show your source for West Virginia sports On today's episode, we're giving our season predictions for the West Virginia Mountaineers and discussing the keys to victory against Penn State, but we lead it off first, Ryan. We made it. Week one, UCF opens up the Big 12 season tonight. We, of course, have Kansas tomorrow, and then the 12 other teams play on Saturday. Ryan, you excited, man? I don't know about you. I am fired up.
1: Oh, yeah. We did make it. Week one is finally here. Preview season is over. Finally, we're talking games on the schedule. Week one is here uh and you know what else that means we're live and we've been talking about how we got to get to a thousand subscribers and thank everybody else uh once again for getting us there and one of the perks of getting to a thousand was the capability of doing a live show and like you said uh those watching on youtube live right now uh sees everybody at the bottom of the screen the ryan and russ show will be live every monday through thursday at 5 p.m eastern right when you get off work come join the ryan and russ show and we'll talk mountaineers every step of the way but hey man I'm excited. We're less or just just about uh 50 hours from kickoff in Happy Valley. So let's get right into it, man.
0: Uh, I'm excited. So before before we get to the schedule, Ryan, uh, before we get to Penn State, let, let's talk about maybe a little other couple games going on in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we know that UCF, believe it or not, opens up the Big 12 play tonight. They're their their first year in the league. Uh, excited for that, of course, having them part of the Big 12. What's something non-West Virginia related that you're maybe big more Big 12 focus that you're excited about or looking forward to seeing this weekend with uh
1: week one in college football? I would say that the four newcomers and we've touched on it UCF they kick it right off at the bounce house tonight and uh the weather's not very good down there we've seen the reports of the how the hurricane's gonna impact it. Mm-hmm. Uh Houston Dana they got a heck of a game this weekend. Beautiful
0: uniforms L- too.
1: A, yeah light blue <laughs> kind of look like North Carolina a little bit, but they're they're going to be in a war against UTSA. They're actually an underdog at home, so that kind of tells you a little bit how Vegas is thinking. It's a rematch of a triple overtime game where UTSA blew a 17-point lead, and then everybody knows you have ties to BYU, man. I think that's a tricky spot in that late window against another team that's making the jump from FCS to FBS. Sam Houston, if you guys don't know, the Bearcats are uh, new to the Conference USA, first game at the FBS. And they're in the late window going to Provo. So a little bit of a tricky spot for some of these newcomers in the Big 12.
0: Definitely. And of course, they want to set the tone being members of the Big 12 now. Uh, Kind of specifically talk, not even specifically talking about that BYU game, but uh, I'm glad that the Big 12 is uh, honing in on that that 10-15 window. My favorite time slot, as we've joked about in the past. And then, of course, next year with the addition of uh, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State, really well, hey, everyone, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to go from noon to 1 a.m. You can just stay in the same spot and then wake up for NFL football the, the next day. Hey, if there's a London game, you just, you know, stay in the same pot, spot and keep it going for the next day. But um, a lot of storylines and we're all here to cover them. Big 12 and, of course, West Virginia focused here on the Ryan and Russ show. So, Ryan, let's transition over to this West Virginia football team kind of starting as as the season as a whole um we've been back and forth with kind of record predictions how we kind of see the schedule playing out um we've saved this last show for anything amended anything <laughs> we want to clarify anything uh how how we're predicting this we won't go game by game because obviously going game by game this early, uh, early out you never know who a team really is till till you get there especially later in your schedule when injuries happen transfer portal things happen but Ryan why don't you walk us walk us through pardon me how you see this this West Virginia football season playing out.
1: So we we did the did the episode. What was it? Mid May, as soon as the schedule got released, the path day he was wins. back so in like
0: February. Ha- yeah, honestly, we were looking yeah, for
1: content back then. Yeah. So the, the dog days were finally here. So we did the eight wins, and the formula was you protect home field, and we talked about how imperative that is headed into a year where. We've struggled at home the last couple of years, and that's unacceptable, especially with how good our fan base and how important it is to everybody in the state of West Virginia. I think um, I have them going seven and five, so I'll get right to it. I don't think that they run the table at home. I think they go five and one at home. They drop one. I don't know which one. Um, maybe the Oklahoma State one, middle of the year. Gundy's always, for some reason, had our number here. But my hot take and my bold prediction, and I've seen everybody say they're going to start one and four. Um, and Neil's going to be canned after five games. My bold take, flip it, contrarian. They're going to be four and one headed into the bye. So I mean that that would include games at Penn State, Duquesne, Pitt. We talked about how important that pick game is. Then Texas Tech at home. You got to finally uh, avoid a potential letdown spot against the Red Raiders, which Neil Brown has not been able to do. And then at TCU, who we've always played well and. Neil's only lost him once, and that was last year in Morgantown. So I got him four and one at the buy, and then fine, and then finishing out seven and five. Which honestly, all things considered, seven and five playing five or sorry, eleven Power Five schools, mm-hmm. that's a heck of a year. And I think they get to a solid bowl, and I think they win their bowl game. So eight and five with the eight bowl wins. game, and they get to the the path to eight wins is different with the with a little bit of a bowl. So shattering that over under. Uh, four and a half win total, and they're not going two and ten uh, national media. So anybody putting that that out there is uh, that's nonsense.
0: I like it, Ryan. I like it. And do you think that is enough to keep Neil Brown's job for
1: for one more year? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I it's, we touch on it, man. I mean, the nine Big Twelve games, including you got to go to Penn State, who's good, who would probably win the Big Twelve this year from a talent standpoint. Like they're on the Texas Oklahoma. Uh, talent level probably more talented to be honest they actually have won big games unlike texas yeah exactly um yeah they won the rose bowl (laughs) texas lost their bowl game and somehow is in the top five but uh yeah i think seven and five with that schedule gets him one more year and then we see what happens next year
0: so i think we all agree it it seems like the ignore the national media that that doesn't really you know, they're, they're, they're putting their efforts elsewhere, covering NFL all day. Heaven forbid they take a second to, to cover college football. Yeah. So they spend all of a day, you know, uh, putting everything together and then releasing it. But it seems like for those that are actually paying attention, whether it be in the fan base or close, at least to West Virginia, it seems like we've all come to an agreement that the ceiling to floor, excuse me, the floor to ceiling is four and eight to eight and four. Yep. I'm going to split the difference and believe we go six and six. However, if I were to lean one way, I would lean more towards that seven and five. I agree with you. I think in a way we kind of even out from last year. I like your take there where we are five and seven last year. We're seven and five this year. It kind of evens out. Yep. So that's, that's, that's how I see it. But my conservative is six and six. We go back to a bowl game. Um, with today's bowl games, you never know how that works out. So I won't comment on a win or loss with a bowl game. Um, and I don't know if six and six is the right amount for Neil Brown to save his job. So I'm just putting all that to the side right now. We're just talking regular season here. I think to do this um, again, more conservatively is we've talked about it. The war against Pennsylvania, the first three games uh, with Penn state, Duquesne and Pitt, you have to go two and one. And we'd rather know, we know where we'd rather have that one loss um, than, than not have that one loss, of course. yep. Um, and then next you got you definitely like to chunk these out, like make four, four, three game, uh, section. So then you have, you know, then we got all the three Texas schools. So we had the war against Texas and what would be Texas tech here, TCU in Houston. Um, another scenario where you have to go two and one for those. Um, so after, after six games, I really think we can be four and two, kind of along the lines of you being four and one up to our bye, Ryan, um, Texas tech. We haven't had a great history with them under Neil Brown, but Hey, we we've talked about Texas tech. We talked about it last night. Um, when we were on West Virginia mountaineers live part of the, the voice of college football network also check that out eight o'clock Wednesday nights, we'll be going live on that channel. Um, is that Texas tech, they have to play Wyoming. Then they have to play Oregon. They all, mm-hmm. they, they, and then they have to come out to Morgantown week four. Then they eventually have to play BYU, Texas tech. I mean, it's a tough schedule, so we could catch them here in Morgantown. Um, especially coming off two potentially emotional games to lead off their season. So may- maybe the, like you're saying, Ryan, and what you believe, we catch him uh, right there. Uh, Followed by that, we're at Fort Worth FTCU. And historically, this has been, Ryan, a, a team we actually do well against. I mean, even last year, uh, you know, it was a tough, tough break, especially for one of our bets, one of our parlays. But hey, it happens um, might have been but, something
1: broken in my house after that game. Yeah, it might have yeah. But Hey, it, 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 it <laughs> but happens. <I> digress. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: But we've done well in Fort Worth. We, we've usually played them here pretty well. There was really no excuse that to us to lose to them last year. Uh, never mind not cover the spread, but at least lose to them last year. Uh, Neil Brown just kind of gone in his way coaching a little bit. Uh, from there, we have the bye, and then we have the good old Dana Bulgerson Thursday night in Houston. So, I mean, hey, after those six games, it's very possible at a minimum to be four and two. Yep. Uh, the rest of the schedule plays out as we talked about. Oklahoma State's here. Now, kind of, that's the kind of the reverse of TCU where we haven't had the most luck against Oklahoma State. Last year's game at Oklahoma State was kind of an outlier because um, of the way the season ends. But then, hey, right away, we got two newcomers. We're at UCF, and then we got BYU here November 4th. Um, followed by the last three games at Oklahoma, Cincinnati's here in Morgantown, and then at Baylor. And then we've even talked about this yesterday. Ryan is is those last three game games right now on paper. Uh, we'll put Cincinnati to the side, but the at Oklahoma mm-hmm. and at Baylor on paper, those are very tough games that that you know we we'll, we'll, we'll have to play perfect football to win those games. However, both you and I are not confident in Venable's ability at Oklahoma. Who knows what Baylor's going to be by the end of the season, especially now a transfer portal. The you know you get a couple injuries, a couple wins don't go your way, and then all of a sudden you're just no one's playing for anything at that point, right? So you never know playing those guys later in the season. And we've seen Garrett Green do well at Oklahoma. He's played Oklahoma twice. You know, great, yeah. great. You know, one here in Morgantown should have won in Norman two years ago. So, and of course, Oklahoma. You know that game gives us a little extra juice, as it will mo- the rest of the Big Twelve when they play Texas or Oklahoma, because everyone's going to want to beat them their their last time around here. So, like I said, I'm I'm going to be a little more conservative. Uh, it's six and six, obviously enough to get to a bowl game, but I'm I'm leaning more towards that seven and five. And and hell, I mean Ryan, if if, if things go really well and 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 it kind of takes off and makes up for what we've seen in the past, th- it, this team can hit that ceiling this year. They, they absolutely can. So it, it's in the makings. It's there for them. It's kind of going back to the whole, do they play smart, selfless, don't shoot themselves in the foot football. And if they make other teams beat them, I really only, see, I, I'm with you. I only see four or five losses from there.
1: And, and one other pivotal thing that we, we kind of talked about last night on West Virginia Mountaineers Live was getting all four newcomers. They got to find a way at the worst to go three and one in one of those games. Mm-hmm. You can't split the four newcomers. They already drew uh, a break by not drawing Texas, who's number one on paper, uh, preseason rankings. K State won the league last year. They returned everybody, they don't play them. Um, I, I, it actually would have been a nice year probably to play Iowa State because you don't know who's going to be on the roster. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, we saw Jalen Daniels come into Morgantown and get a win last year, not drawing Kansas with, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the Big Twelve, was a break as well. So this, there's no excuses here. It, no. I know the non hard playing at Penn State, a top ten team, but to have all four newcomers not draw Texas, not draw K, K State, and not draw the best quarterback in the league you need to at least have 6 wins this season or it's it's unacceptable and that, yeah. and we both agree on that
0: and maybe that is the threshold maybe you know ren baker hasn't given us a number he hasn't given it but it might just be bowl game or bust so we'll we'll see how that plays out i know um need to look more into neil brown's contracts and how that's laid out my guess is if things go really bad and i don't even want to think like this but we'll we'll, we'll know after pit who this team is
1: we will well it- and there's plenty of time to look up that we're worried about games right now. The exactly. last thing I want to do is look, you're at, right. look up a buyout uh, when we're getting ready to play number seven in the country. So you're, yeah, you're
0: right. You're right. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I, I got to get those. I got, I got to get those preseason reps out of, out of yeah. us too, right? This is the last pre kind of the last preseason show. So we're going to put that all to the side. Only good vibes here on the Ryan and Rush show. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into Penn state, Ryan. We, I feel like we've talked about this team for only two weeks every day now, Uh, but the time is finally here. Obviously we know this is a fantastic team on paper. Uh, And of course I don't like saying that I've never been a Penn state fan, but it is what it is. Ranked number seven. Um, We had CFB Jake on the show yesterday, Jake Myers uh, to discuss actually a former Morgantown resident. So he, he, he was, he was a West Virginia fan, but of course he, he he's always been a Penn state fan. So it was kind of see how both sides of that work. And I mean, he was telling us. I mean, this this is a Penn State team where you can you got you got NFL talent. Obviously, we know what it's like to play up in Happy Valley. That is a place where it is tough to play. This is definitely going to be no no easing into the season this year, Ryan. Yeah. A little baptism by fire here. But hey, it's it's week one in college football, as we've talked about. When most of these upsets in college football have happened, it's, it's been week one, right? You've had the all off season to prepare for Penn State. Um, And and hey, you you have nothing to lose. Like no no, Neil Brown's job, West Virginia season. No one is hinging anything on this game. It's it's hey, if we go out there, show up, do our stuff, keep at least keep this game close, get at least a moral victory out of this, you know. Get every tune everything right up against Duquesne, and then we know what we need to do with the enemy from up north. But this this Penn State should not be looked at as any fear or like, Oh no, we got to go to Penn state. This is the, Hey, let's get things right. And if our weaknesses will be exposed, but let's, let's use that to our advantage and, and fix those things. So I, I think from a mindset perspective, this is a great way to start the season. If you, you do it right.
1: Completely agree. And uh PFF released their top 10, like mock draft headed into the year. There were three uh, Penn state guys in the top 10. So that's not the top 10 rounds. It's the top 10 picks. So like it, it, they are good, but we've seen this with Texas in our own league. How many times has Texas been talented in West Virginia? Uh, we've seen it so many years with Dana. Dana picked off Texas time and time again. Um, and we we talked about games in the past last year where whether it's the Georgia Sugar Bowl way back, I think, in 2005, where nobody said they were going to win. The game is in Atlanta or the Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl uh, at the Rich Rod left or the Clemson game in the Orange Bowl where Kirk Herbstreit goes on record and said they have absolutely no shot. Clemson's going to absolutely annihilate them. And what was it? 90 percent of America had put their bowl picks in and they all pick Clemson. That's why you play the game on the field. And Penn State's been told all offseason how good they are. They know it's all about, hey, we got to dethrone Ohio State and Michigan. That's all they're talking about. They're not talking about the other 10 games on their schedule. And that's when you can catch a team, especially Mm -hmm. in week one, when the other side's been told, hey, you guys are going two and ten. You guys are look like a mid-major conference team up front, even though you have three of the top 10 offensive linemen in the Big 12. So this is this is a really good spot to have a strong showing. And honestly, We'll talk. We'll talk about our keys to victory here in a second. I think they're going to play well, and I think they're going to have a chance to win the game.
0: I, I agree. This is. I this is a one possession game. Uh, yep. it is. It is. I, I'm feeling good about it as well, Ryan. And something you brought up earlier this week, which I really like, that that you kind of compared this game to, is that uh, 2014 Alabama game, where that yes. was kind of a game you realized, wow, like we we can hang with these schools. We can hang with a top 10 school. And then that that sets you right for the rest of the season, and then you end up having a season that you know people didn't expect you to have. Um, so, Ryan, let, let's let's talk about some some keys to victory. How how at a minimum, how does West Virginia keep this game close and and put themselves in a position to have the ball last and go down and get a field goal or get a touchdown? To win this, so, ev-
1: so everybody watching live right now, I guarantee that's been watching the show for the last three, four months knows exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Control the line of scrimmage, run the damn football. Um, they averaged about five yards of carry on first down last year. We've seen the stat where they're 18 and four in games under Neil Brown when they rush for over 100 yards. Last year, they were five and zero when they rushed for over 200 yards, oh and seven when they didn't. That's it's simple. And I think first down is really pivotal because I think if you can get three, four yards, even five, five would be great. I mean, you keep getting five yards, you're going to move the chains nonstop, but even three, three yards in a cloud of dust that puts you in third and manageable. And that, and that extends drives, keeps the crowd um, and that talented offense on the field. And it, it, it makes a young quarterback that doesn't have the ball a lot get tight. And maybe he makes a mistake or two. That's my main key to victory on how they stay in this game and have a chance and the and the other one that kind of goes hand in hand with this rush they got to win the turnover battle or steal something on special teams mm-hmm. we talk about the Alabama in 2014 we ran back a kick right before uh the end of the half and that kind of it, it tied the game up going into the half we had a chance to win the game but Alabama was too much uh it, it, you got you cannot lose the turnover battle and be the top five team on the road. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen.
0: Well, I think it's beyond that a little bit. You can't lose the turnover battle. It's more than not losing the turnover batter. It's you're probably going to have to have two plus two. I, I, that's exactly what I was about to say is, is you you do have like the, there's no mistaking. Like we are on the road here. We are at number seven Penn state. Like you're going to have to do more then like you can't just compete with them you have to go above and beyond of what you're even capable of and yes you're right you're going to have to do at least plus two turnovers and those turnovers beyond you know it, are probably going to have to set you up in field position where you at least at least one of them where you have a short field or are automatically in field goal range so getting points off those turnovers as well um Ryan, for me, probably people have probably heard this a million times, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll put it out there as well because hey, even as much as cliche as stuff sounds, it's true. There's a reason it's cliche, right? Uh number one, Neil Neil Brown's talked about this, um, and especially when it's related to fundamentals, is one on one tackles, tackling an open field, you know, not not letting running backs or wide receivers make extra yards right off of contact. When we, the first we initiate contact on anyone that has the ball, they go down right away. You have to, especially one-on-one and open field. Um, that That's essential. And then finally for me, Ryan is it's kind of going back to the mindset of all of this playing like you have nothing to lose because you don't, this team really has nothing to lose. There's no expectations at all. We want to go out. Of course, that doesn't mean we don't care. That doesn't mean like we don't want to go out there and, and screw Penn State, man. I'm I'm tired of being beaten, beat by these guys. Like, I know it's been a while, but the, the record of this rivalry is not favored West Virginia at all. And I'm tired of it. Let's go shut them up. We have nothing to lose. Let's shut up that fan base. Let's get Happy Valley quiet. And let's go win a damn football game. And, and I'm ready to go. And if you play like, hey, nothing to lose. Let's go out there and have fun usually the team that's having the most fun is the team that wins no matter what sport it is no matter how pressured it is no matter any of that stuff the team out there that's like we're playing a game let's go have fun they're gonna win they're gonna win and I think West Virginia can it can be like that and the way Neil Brown's been in his press conferences it's I'll give him credit is he's been a little more calm he's had that sense of confidence he kind of come across and I hope this is true I hope I'm not just not making something up, but but pulling something that's not there is he. It, it comes across as he knows something that we don't. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll like you said, we'll know in about just over forty eight uh,
1: hours from now. And, and, and rush to kind of put a bow on it all together. Yeah. You look at the teams that have given them fits, not and throw out Ohio State and Michigan because we're not Ohio State and Michigan. We're not. That's a different kind of talent. Illinois, Iowa, mm-hmm. Michigan State. What do they all have in common? They run the ball. They're really physical. They don't beat themselves. They win the turnover battle. We, we remember the Iowa game when they beat Penn State a couple years ago where they out—they uh, won the turnover battle by like four or five. And, and Penn State fans aren't going to like hearing this. They're a finesse football team. They're really talented, but they're finesse. they, they If you're going to beat Penn State, you need to punch them right in the mouth and control the line of scrimmage and, like you said, tackle – don't give them big plays because they got explosive guys. So yeah. that that's that's the proof is in the pudding. The the mm-hmm. game, the Oklahoma game two years ago in prime time in Norman, that's the that's the recipe for success, but don't commit the penalties at the end. And you and you walk out of there with uh the biggest win in quite a while here.
0: Oh yeah. Uh there's nothing like smash mouth football, right, Ryan? And hey, I think yeah. the last time, what was it? Um, it was going around social media today. The last time that we went to a top 10. With like uh, that was away with over a hundred thousand fans was that Texas game the the Gary Jennings Wheel Greer game so West Virginia's done it before oh yeah we'll we'll be throwing these up all all yeah. season long and I wish we were playing them this year so we could well you know you know what to them but yeah. anyway uh, Ryan everyone out there it's going to be a fantastic season again thank you for all your support we love you all so much we're incredibly humble. And, and just thank you so much for putting us in the position we are, and we're excited to be doing these live shows now. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun to see the viewers on there. Feel free to always throw up some comments. We'll we'll display them and, and play off of them too. Cause we definitely want to hear from, from the yes. audience as well. Um, and we also want to remind you the fun continues here in about just over half an hour, six o'clock, Ryan, uh, our good friend, Troy, who we grew up with as well. And I will be live from the college experience uh Big Twelve. I guess it's the college experience account on YouTube. Uh that we do their Big Twelve uh sports gambling podcast show. You know, we talk some lines, storylines yeah. across the whole Big Twelve, you know, a little more raunchy, have a little more fun over there. So we hope to see you on the other side. That'll begin here at the top of the hour. Um, we love you all. We're excited. We're we're looking forward to this new Big Twelve specifically. We're really excited about this West Virginia
1: football team. Yes, Ryan. And we will be live for a post game Saturday night. I know we tweeted it out. So yeah, I I know you're going through a lot of announcements. I was like, I got to throw that one in there. So yes, I'm I'm here to help. I'm here to help.
0: Yep. And we don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Um, We have a couple things we're working on behind the scenes now with a couple guests coming up that people will like a lot and uh, other things like merchandise and live events and a a lot's in the making right now. So uh, we, we love you all so much. Let's go, Mountaineers! Let's. Um, last time I checked, a uh, a, a, ri- a rifle held by a Mountaineer can shoot down a Nittany Lion. So let's yeah. uh, let's do that on Saturday. So anyway, appreciate y'all. We'll we'll see you at six o'clock on the other channel and uh, go, Mountaineers. We'll see you Saturday night
1: too. Go, Mountaineers.